disavow your crazy actions. If you choose to accept this Operation Colonial podcast, prepare for your head to blow in three, two, one. to this week's episode of In the Hunt. Uh, we're going to be kind of doing a quick review of the RBC Heritage down in Harbortown, and we're going to take a quick look at the TPC River Highlands uh, tournament at the Travelers and kind of taking a quick overview of what's, what we see happening. So before we get to the, to the event this week, uh, let's go ahead and do a, a post-mortem of what happened last week, Mark. Uh, what, what were some of the cool trends or some of the things that stuck out to you for uh, Webb Simpson's big victory down in Harbortown? Well, he, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, the people who hit the ball really well last week, no big surprise, uh, ended up playing really well. Webb Webson is no big surprise there. Justin Rose still continued to be strong. Rory still continued to slump a little bit. Um, he's not hitting the ball as well. He only hit, I think, 11 greens around, which is definitely on the low side. Um, but we're seeing the strong players kind of remain strong. You know, they're, they're, they're playing well. Um, I, I assume they're coming off fresh off a couple months off and, and you're not seeing really injuries or people being tired or anything. So it'll be interesting to see how many uh, weeks in a row they can go and still maintain that high level of play. People like Bryson, um, for sure, is one of them. He came back hitting the ball way better than he did uh, earlier in the year. So I'm interested to see how long he can maintain that. Yeah, I think, it, I think that's kind of interesting. And, and I have to give hats off to Mark Sweeney for winning the bet last week. Um, I'm a humble man, and I know when I was beat. Justin Rose, uh, I'm really mad at Cooch. Cooch just did not play well in the last day, and I felt really good about Hovland after day one, and then he kind of just hang, hung there. Um, so uh, Mark wins the uh, week two. Um, so oh, I'm at the I'll mercy. If he, wants to, he can send me a shirt. I'm at his mercy, and I'll have to wear it next week. Um, <laughs> but but I think, I think again, it, what, what's been interesting is the last two weeks, the golf courses have been very similar where the golf course has really been dictating how the players are playing. Um, you know, the boomers can't boom because the golf courses aren't allowing it. So it's really, you know, I think what's making it really exciting is up and down, anybody can win these events because they're all hitting relatively from the same position. So I think it's just fascinating that the, re- the reboot of the season has really kind of just uh, made the, the field very vanilla. That Everyone's kind of doing the same thing. So it really becomes who has the most opportunities and of those opportunities, who's really – it's a putting contest. Who's really hot with the putter? And I know DeChambeau's been hitting it great, but his putting the last two weeks has been a little under par. And, and like, Webb Simpson and those guys have been taking advantage of it. So, it's kind of interesting how how the actual format of the first two events that came out are, are kind of shaping scoring. Yeah, I – um, I, you know, if Bryson, if Bryson steps it up and starts putting even at tour average, he's going to be pretty pretty dangerous to see. Um, but his short putting was weak last week. His mid-range putting was okay. Um, you know, still finished pretty high up on the list just because his ball striking was crazy. He had 11 in positions around, which I don't know if I've ever seen that on PGA Tour, frankly, um, to be in position that many times, especially on a course where if you're a little off on your tee, it's just kind of hard to get to the green, apparently. Um, so it's it, – <laughs> well, well, we'll see if he, can, if he can get his putter working. It's been something that on – occasion has been really strong um but it's definitely something he's fought with over the years trying to trying to get it up to par yeah i think what's fascinating because we kind of look at what you said if 11 in positions if he averages tour putting at 60 percent make rate uh for those in positions he's looking at six almost seven birdies per round so you're looking at 28 birdies 
um, for that tournament um, if he converts at, at kind of that level. You know, he's, he's underachieving on that. I know last week he was 40-some percent on his actual birdies to end position. And I'm not yeah, exactly sure. 40, 46 percent. Uh, so, again, yeah, you know, not, not nearly good enough. Um, but, again, his, his ball striking numbers are so good. I think it's fascinating. So, now we're going to kind of pivot into um, this week coming up. And once again, we're going into another golf course that is really designed like the last two to kind of take um, a lot of the big, the big boys out of it with the driver. Again, it's kind of dictating what happens. One of the shortest courses on the tour, um, not very long. But again, it's, it's a golf course as we dive in the numbers that I think is kind of interesting in its own right. So what do you see with uh, the TPC River Highlands? Well, so I think it's definitely more of a offensive course. You know, I think it's, it's something where you need to get out there and, uh, and make some birdies, especially you've got a couple uh, really short uh, borderline drivable par fours. Um, overall, the course plays under par. You got to take advantage of the par fives as always. Um, but other than that, I'd say, you know, there's as many holes or more holes that are play under par as play over par. Um, kind of the hardest holes out there, kind of the last two, kind of 17, 18, um, I believe play the hardest on the golf course. So you kind of really have to make up, make your move before that. Yeah. I, again, I think what's really interesting is, um, as I kind of looked, went through the numbers, when I looked at what the field did last year and kind of what the top 10 did. Um, the field in the top 10 were very similar pretty much across the board. Of course, the top 10 do a little bit better, but the one area where the top 10 separated was actual putting. Um, the, the field average was around 50% BIP. Uh, the winners were up over 60. So I think really what's going to happen again with this golf course is going to be who's got the hot putter. Um, because again, you know, most of the players are going to hit, you know, we're hitting it, you know, around 70% GIRs. You know, in the fifties of uh, in position, so there's not going to be a huge separation on ball striking on on actually hitting the greens. The separation is really going to happen on the putting green. Um, so again, it, it gets to the point of who's going to be hot this week, and it, that's the hardest thing to ever predict in golf is who's got the hot putter, other than Jordan Spieth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I agree. I think this might be a um, this might be somewhere where you pick people who are putting very well or hitting the ball decent, but but putting very well. Um, more, more so than, than any other uh, metric for this week. Yeah, I think what's exciting, too, with, with hole two, and I think it's hole 15, we've got two possible drivable par fours. So, you know, I, it's going to be interesting for some of the bigger guy, the bigger hitters out there. You know, are they going to be able to go for two? Uh, are they going to be able to go for 15? And, and how does that change it? Because they could technically make those par fives with really good go for it, and they could actually – you know, create two par fives that don't exist out there with a short par four. So I think the go for it will be, will be exciting and interesting. And then, uh, but yeah, like I said, this is definitely an offensive course. So you better show up making birdie. So again, we're looking at what do you think the numbers are going to be? Definitely in the minus 20, unless we got some weird weather thing. You know, it looks like we're definitely going to be getting in that. We're going to get deep into that number again. Yeah, I'd put it at 17 or 18 under. Um, if it plays kind of the same as last year, you know, if we figure the cut's going to be, let's say, one under to two under, and then, you know, then you're looking at, uh, you know, 17 to 18 under minimum to, to um, compete. I mean, I know yeah, that's kind of what I, we see a lot on tour, but yeah. I, I think I see it this week as much as anywhere. Well, I think kind of like RBC, I think the field is a little bit better than they're traditionally seeing too. So I right. think uh, that might slide the numbers over a little bit because what they did uh, – 
what they did as a collective field at Harbortown isn't seen very often. So I think uh, with a little bit better field too, that number might get shoved. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and just take a quick look or a quick thought of who, who you got this week. You're the winner. I'll let you go ahead and uh, take the honors on give me two uh, plays. I, you really know what? I took up. I took honor. I took honors last week. I'll let you go first this time. Did you? All right. Well, I I've been got, thinking a whole lot about it, frankly. <laughs> I, I've actually I've actually put a lot of research in this. Therefore, it's not going to work. Uh, right. I'm going Patrick Cantlay uh, as my number one pick. I think he sets up perfect for here. He's a good mix of everything. And then I'm actually going to go on a on a little bit of a flyer on this one. But a guy that's actually won this event three times, so I guess it's not really a flyer, Bubba Watson. Um, Bubba, I thought, played pretty well the first two tournaments. And like I said, he's done really well at this golf course. So I'm going to go with the, the three-time um, winner that's going to be a flyer for me. Uh, and then kind of a outside person, who am I going to pick? Kind of someone that you don't think of very often. I'm going to go with a, a guy named Mark Hubbard. Uh, Mark and I stumbled on him a few weeks back. The guy's got some numbers, man. That guy can play. He had a great event at RBC. He did well at Colonial. So I'm going to go Hubbard as my you-don't-know-who-he-is-yet pick. But you will soon. But you will soon, I think. <laughs> yeah, no question. He was he was a sleeper when we first looked at his numbers. It was like, wow, where's this guy been, man? Um, <laughs> he was uh, playing, playing other tours until this year. He's played PGA Tour this whole season. Um, he's got some sick numbers for somebody you might not have heard about. Well, I got to go <laughs> sticking with my going with the putting guys. And if I kind of blow through here and the guys who uh, hit the ball well, but, you know, putt as well as uh, as well as anybody have been putting as well as anybody. And I, and I hate to say it, but I keep coming back to kind of the same group. You know, Reed and Rose have both been putting outstanding. Shoffley um, putts really, really well. And then a lot of the other guys that you're thinking of are just putting okay right now, you know, and you'd have to really make up with that, like Bryson, you'd have to make up with that with unbelievable ball striking, which he's been flirting with that. Um, Spieth putts really well, but his ball striking has been below average. Um, and so I don't think he's got quite the combination going there. Um, so I guess, I, I, I guess I'm going to have to fall back on Reed and Rose again. I think I picked them, them him those two last week. You did. You know, that's that's kind of lame, but. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know if I keep playing it's like you know you go play um you go play roulette and you keep playing 14 or 17 every time it's going to hit eventually <laughs> sooner or later well no I think it's perfect well I, I give you a credit because you know your first pick was like number one and number two in the world so at least you've expanded that <laughs> your, your, your arc of pick how about a how about a pure outsider someone that might people might not know about or someone you might think make a run of this that that uh it's kind of got a long shot to it there. Well, somebody, somebody that, that our system, that GameForge has always really liked his numbers going back a couple of years. And I think he actually won last year at some point, but Joaquin Neiman, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think, I don't know if a whole lot of people pay attention to him, but, he, but he keeps showing up statistically. He's really strong. I think he finished well last week. Um, I can't remember where he finished, but I think I saw his name up there top 20 or so last week, but but our um, the GameForge system has has always liked him even before he he won. He finished fifth last week. There you go. Um, but I remember we looked at him about a year or two ago, probably two years ago. We looked at him. We're like, wow, you know, the the, the system loves his numbers, loves his ball striking and everything. He won at the Greenbrier this year, so yes. he finally got the win in there. We we're kind of waiting for, and he's kind of hit or miss, been either top ten or kind of missed the cut. Um, since then, but he did finish fifth last week. So he would be my semi-outsider, I guess. 
All right, well, that sounds good. So that's our quick uh, review of what happened at RBC and kind of a projection of the TPC Riverlands, uh, River Highlands. Uh, we're going to go ahead and close this one down. Um, we'll see who actually wins and see what kind of T-shirt I have to wear next week. Yeah, I got to put some thought to that. All right, thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you for joining the hunt.